What's up, Atlanta? We are back. We are back in the building, and uh, we are the ATLians United. We are not doing our regularly scheduled episode this week because tomorrow we have a special live podcast coming to you from Red Hair Brewery in Marietta, Georgia. Come out there, guys. 7 p.m. ATL Joe will be there. What do you, what do you think, Joe? I bet you guys can't guess what beer of the week's going to be. I bet I bet they could because they know what brewery we're going to be at. But but maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. But we are going to bring you guys another bonus edition of the World Cup episodes that we've been doing. And uh, Joe's going to – Joe, why are you wearing a USA jersey? Oh, special surprise if you guys didn't realize. This is what I just thought of. USA got a first-round bye in the World Cup. So they're going to be in the round of 16, and they take the worst team that advances place, which would be Mexico. Okay, I don't think that's going to work out, but I hope so. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be fantastic. But anyways, guys, if you want to uh, listen to our regularly scheduled episode, that's going to be released live tomorrow from Red Hair, or you guys could just come check us out, hang out with us, drink a beer with us, do your thing, whatever. If not, it's getting released late Friday. Um, we're going to go ahead and go into this World Cup, a bonus episode number three. So thanks for tuning in, guys. And the round of 16 has been announced. World Cup! What a group stage. That was one of the best group stages since I've been alive that I've seen. It's, it was amazing. There were so many upsets, and you thought that there was going to be so many faltering teams that don't make it out. But then in the end, out of all the top-ranked teams, Germany is the only one that failed to go through. Yeah, Germany was a shocker. Uh, you know, I, I thought I thought Senegal was going to go through as well. They, they didn't advance, and this is something I wanted to highlight before we break down who made it in. They didn't advance for the first time ever in a World Cup. You know why? Because they had more yellow cards than Japan. Japan and them had the exact same number of points. They had the exact same goal differential. And head-to-head, they tied. But Senegal, so the next tiebreaker in the World Cup group stage is card accumulation. And they only had one more yellow card than Japan. So Japan was after they, they had taken the lead, but the whole time, or they, they were losing. But the entire time, they were like, just don't get a yellow card. Do not foul, or else we might get kicked out of the World Cup. Unbelievable that a group stage ended like that where it comes down to yellow cards like normally it's like you know you blame a keeper for an error or a tragic own goal from a defender but poor Senegal guy that got that last yellow card I don't even know the next tiebreaker if they had had equal yellow cards it's a FIFA draw so basically like put the names in a hat and you pull out a name and to see who goes on to the next round FIFA really needs to change that I feel like at this point they should just show up at a field Everyone announce it. It's going to be a 30-minute event, and they just do at least a PK shootout. Or play 30 minutes of extra time. Do 15-minute halves, and if it's still tied, go to PK. Let's settle it on the field. Down to this card. Like, it could have been, a, it could have been you know, a, a not a real card either. You know, sometimes yellow cards get given out. Like, I didn't see all the cards. Who knows? I don't know. I just feel for Senegal. I thought they played really well. Um, but, you know that's how it goes sometimes and then the german giants get knocked out they keep the trend alive you know the four out of the last five world cup champions the very next world cup failed to even get out of the group stage crazy curse 
And Germany keeps that trend going. So if you win the World Cup, congratulations, but better luck next time. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Everyone's wanting to know. We finally have a bracket uh, here in the States. We love brackets because of March Madness, but this is uh, this is an even better bracket. We got 16 teams left in the World Cup. They go into a bracket format. Joe, let's break down the matches for our listeners. Uh, we have some, as you said earlier, super tasty matchups some coming tasty, up. Tasty, tasty matchups. So uh, let, let's start, I guess, kind of with what we're gonna get on on Saturday. Uh, we got we got two matches to start off the round of sixteen. Wonderful start, probably the best start you can get. France versus Argentina is our first matchup. So uh, let's go ahead and break this game down. Uh, France had a strong group stage, right? Very strong group stage until the very end when they just decided to take it laissez-faire and very easy, relaxed, and just kind of walked in, didn't really care about the game because they knew they were going in as the number one seed. Well, I mean, in, in, in their defense, I probably would have taken the same approach as well. Why risk injury? Why, you know, burn out all of your emotional energy when you know you're going to be the number one seed already? So I think it was more of just kind of like a tune-up, like a friendly. They were just kind of knocking the ball around. All right, we're 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 in shape. And then Argentina, on the other hand, had to fight for their lives. Wow. Kicking and scratching and screaming. Came in and got a got the win 2-1 to one to put them through to the next round when everyone thought Argentina was going to pack their bags and go home. Yeah, there was talk of their coach um, being asked to leave in the middle of the group stages. Uh, there were riots. Um, this team looked like France back in the Euros a couple years ago when they like totally disbanded. Everyone was arguing with each other. National team players were talking about quitting. Uh, but then Messi scores the opener. The game gets tied up. And Rojo, I think he, he's he's still a Manchester United player, comes in and hits it with his right foot. He never scored a right foot goal in his life. Since Argentina threw, it was pandemonium. And piggyback rides for Messi all the way to the sideline. Maradona flicking off the cameras in celebration. Oh, it was it was great. And I am excited to see that matchup. To see Argentina who if they can still pull off their their dream of get, being a World Cup champ with Messi. But if they win, there might be the matchup that the whole world wants to see with Ronaldo and Messi to the next round. Ah, man, that would that would be something else because uh, you know I don't I don't think we've ever seen a Ronaldo Messi knockout round World Cup match yet. Um, that might settle the debate that everyone wants to talk about. That would be a great matchup. <laughs> but for Portugal to do that, they got the second game on Saturday. They got to get through Uruguay. Uruguay with Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani leading the front line. Yeah, and then they also got one of the best back lines in the whole cup. That's true. They got uh, Diego Goldin, but then the question mark is Jimenez. Yeah. He uh, he. Did not start last match, and they said it was due to a thigh injury. Yeah. Now, were they playing it safe and keeping him out, knowing that they were going to go through pretty easily, and now he's going to rest it up and play this game, or is he out for the World Cup? Well, you know, the last game of the group stage between Uruguay and Russia was just for seeding purposes. Uh, They knew that they were either going to draw Spain or Portugal, so it was kind of like pick your poison. So I feel like that was more precautionary. Uh, Sebastian Cuates, who did come in and I thought did a great job at center back against Russia, uh, he's kind of been a, a journeyman. He uh, came over from Uruguay initially and, and started uh, playing with Liverpool a couple years ago, and then he went back to uh, to Portugal and has been playing there. Uh, so now he goes up against 
the national team that is Portugal. Very familiar with the players, so I don't think Coates would be a bad start because of his, like his experience in the Portuguese league. You know, he's probably seen a lot of those guys on the Portugal national team. So, uh, who yeah. you got? Uruguay, Portugal. Well, Uruguay has the only team to make it out of the group stage without conceding one single goal, and Portugal has the man, the golden boy, Ronaldo, going to try to put his team on the back. But I see a 0-0 tie going into the 90th minute. Ooh. And then in overtime, extra time, there's going to be a late, late goal scored by Cristiano Ronaldo. Ooh, I see it totally opposite. I see uh, Luis Suarez scoring a late goal. But uh, sweet. Let's go to France-Argentina. We talked about it earlier. Who you got winning that game between Messi and uh, laissez-faire? Well, France, I think, took it too easy the last round, and they're going to lose their flair. And Lionel Messi and the whole country on his back, he is going to do it. He's going to score himself a hat trick, put them through three to two. Wow. That would be one for the ages. Uh, So exciting day on Saturday. You guys tune in before the Atlanta United match that night against Orlando, uh, which we're all very excited about as well. Uh, Let's go to the next kind of set of of games uh brazil mexico what a what a matchup versus mexico mexico looking at like one of the the stories of the whole world cup coming through the first two weeks of this tournament and then they go to the sweden game and just see the old mexico of old that team last world cup cycle that barely qualified yeah and they just limped into the group stage yeah, we're drinking uh, Tecate tonight. We don't have a beer of the week, but it's uh, our beer of the night in honor of the Mexicans making the round of 16. And in honor of Tecatito that didn't make the squad. Yeah, well, okay, so let's talk about how Mexico ends up here because I'm watching these two games unfold simultaneously. We have, you know, Korea versus Germany uh, going on simultaneously, you know, with Mexico versus Sweden. And Sweden goes up 3 nothing. Mexican fans are crying in the stands. They think they're knocked out because they haven't heard that over, you know, however many miles that is in Russia, a couple train rides away through the, you know, Siberia, uh, there is big news because the Koreans are up one nothing against Germany. In the 90th minute. And they- then they go up 2 nothing. And all of a sudden, Mexico is the team that limps on through to the finals. It's it's a beautiful thing. And uh, apparently, a bunch of Mexican fans went and grabbed the uh, a Korean, like the guy that was the leader of the Korean embassy, and they brought him out. There's some awesome videos online. And they're partying with the Koreans. Uh, but what's sad about it is, is that the Koreans are actually all mad at Mexico because if Mexico had lost, then Korea would have actually gone through. So... <laughs> It would have just been utter madness. Mexico... That's not true. No, no, Korea... <laughs> if Korea would have beat Mexico... No, no, no. If Mexico had beat Sweden like they're supposed to, then Korea would have gone through. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, so, that is some complete madness. So it was just absolute madness on the last day. Uh, as a result, Sweden and Mexico are the two teams through. I don't think anyone saw that coming with the Germans knocked out. Uh, but Brazil, Mexico, who you got, Joe? Oh, that's going to be an easy hands-down Brazil win. Neymar's going to fake two flops in the box, get two penalties, <laughs> and then Roberto Firmino is going to come off the bench and score another two goals, and it's going to be 4 nothing Mexico. Ooh, I could definitely see that happening, especially after how bad Mexico looked in their last match. Uh, here's an interesting one. Belgium versus Japan. 
Japan, one of the biggest surprises to get into the group stage. Yeah. Had a wonderful win against Colombia, although they played a man up for 84 minutes for that game. But that was enough after their tie against Senegal when they are just relentless and do not give up. Going against tournament dark horse favorites, Belgium. Belgium has looked so, so good so far this tournament. Belgium is the team that scored the most goals in the world in the group stage. So they're going up against Japan, who is struggling to score goals. And then they also have the height advantage. It's a complete and utter mismatch. But I am looking for the Blue Samurai to just get some mojo and try to pull off the upset. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't see that happening, which will set up an awesome potential Belgium v. Brazil match in the round of eight. Uh, which would be super cool to see. And this left side of the bracket, that about completes it for you over there. But this is a very, very difficult bracket. It's got a lot of the the tournament favorites in it, a lot of high-ranked teams, and a lot of stars. And then you shift on over to the right side of the bracket, and it's kind of the underdog story over here. Yeah. Only one team out of this entire – or, excuse me, two teams out of the entire eight have won the World Cup before. Yeah. So we could have – a potential World Cup finalist that has never won before. Yeah, let's highlight that first game, uh, Spain versus Russia. Obviously, Spain's the heavy favorite, but, you know, there's been some turmoil. They fired their coach the day before the World Cup started uh, because he was trying to go to Real Madrid on the sly. Uh, Russia has hosted the tournament and played great. The motherland. Until they met Uruguay. But when we say play great, they beat Egypt and Saudi Arabia, who, uh, like, I don't, is that looking great or is that just playing inferior competition, Joe? Uh, Very well. Egypt may have been one of the most overrated teams coming into this World Cup after everyone saw them play. And Saudi Arabia was one of the lowest ranked teams. Everyone thought they were the worst team and they went on and beat Egypt themselves. And so you got Russia, who looked great in those games and they did score a lot of goals Mm -hmm. so they do have a high-powered offense they got a lot of strong players but they are playing a little bit above their their playing style but they're going against a spain who's kind of in turmoil and their locker room doesn't seem to be clicking no coach right now they got that interim so it's a they're very very much have the upset band going over them they almost lost to morocco yeah, that that very well could have been a loss at the at the end there, and they held on and, and came back and got a controversial call VAR giving them a goal. But Russia, I think I'm going to go ahead and predict it right now. Russia's going to beat Spain wow. to move on wow. to the next wow. round. Wow, wow, wow! That's big. That's big and bold prediction. Uh, I I still like Spain to get through there. I just think they they have better players, but we'll see. I mean, that's going to be a home field advantage you know for the for the ages because everyone in russia is going to (laughs) be packing in there uh let's talk about who they're going to play if they get through uh either russia or spain they're probably going to have an easier matchup than that game in the round of eight if they got to the quarterfinals because it's croatia versus denmark Uh, yeah really tasty matchup in my opinion very good matchup these are two rivals of each other and denmark has got ericsson on their team one of the stars stars of the world cup and they can he throw his team on his back and push them through? But Croatia is actually my pick to make it out of this bracket and go to the World Cup Finals. Wow. I got Luka Modric, and they, they put nine points up through the group stage, looked very good, handled Argentina like it was no business, and 
they are looking solid. I think they can make it out of this group. Wow, Croatia. That is a bold prediction. Uh, I agree, Croatia, on this game. Denmark is solid. Denmark hasn't lost in like 17 games. But keep in mind, they've been drawing a lot. And I don't know. That that part of the bracket kind of looks like a Euro. Like you could swap that out for like a Euro year, you know? Very much so. <laughs> so these are all teams very familiar with each other from, from the Euros. You know, Spain, Russia, Croatia, Denmark. And then we jump down and it, it stays kind of Euro. We got Sweden versus Switzerland. Uh, uh, yeah. This is interesting. This is a very speed and Svitz and... I don't really know how to say it all in their native tongue, but interesting matchups, the SWs. Yeah, and Sweden is kind of another one of the the sweet Marys of the tournament, just making their, their Cinderella run, and can they keep it going? They made it to the World Cup by taking out Italy just months before the World Cup in the play-in game. Yeah. So they were the team to knock out Italy, and then they become the team that moves on, knocks out Mexico, or knocks out Germany. And so can they keep the Cinderella run going against this highly underrated Switzerland team who's a top eight team in the world? And they got one of the best players in Shakiri who hasn't even shown his best in this World Cup. Well, Shakiri's been an up and down story. So let's talk about Zerdin Shakiri, who did score their winner dramatically against Serbia. Uh, you know, Shakiri is a really interesting player. Uh, you know, obviously, granted, Jaka on their team is, is, is a very solid player as well, coming from Arsenal. Uh, Shakiri went from uh, Bayern Munich. Um, he didn't perform well there. And then he w- switched to Inter uh, in Milan. Uh, didn't perform well at Inter, which was not a top-tier side at that time. He uh, got transferred to Stoke City, which was kind of a mid-table Premier League team. Uh, and then Stoke City got relegated this season. So currently, Jordan Shakiri is playing his club side of soccer in the championship. Um, he has been rumored to go to some top teams, but that's the second division of, of England. So a player on the club level that hasn't really performed. But every time he puts on a Swiss jersey... This guy just plays out of his skin. He's playing incredible. Yeah, and and so the, what does Sweden have to counteract that? Well, they now don't that have Zlatan. Zlatan Ibrahimovic did not make the team. He announced his retirement and never came back. So, Blake, I want you to tell me who do you think is coming out of this group. Oh, okay, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go with uh, SWE. I'm going to go with Sweden. Uh, I, I just like their team chemistry. I think that due to not having the ego of Zlatan in the team, I think they've actually played better. I think they could have beat Germany. Germany got an incredible last-second goal in the group stage, but then Germany gets knocked out because Sweden just played better across the group stages than Germany did. Uh, You know, and, and the last game against Mexico just showed what they can do. Mexico was playing great, and they just lose three nothing to Sweden. I think Sweden is is a dark horse to possibly even get to the semifinals. So, I'm, yeah. I'm going to disagree with you on that one because I got Switzerland pulling it through. Ooh. They're a team that does not like to lose as well. Uh, bef- leading up to the World Cup, their only loss in the group stage was on the last day against Portugal. Uh, I've got Switzerland making it through that round, and then it leads us to their matchup. We got Colombia, the outlier, only non-Euro team on that side of the bracket, Ooh. versus England. The underdogs. Is this their year, or will they do the classic England fail? Is England underdogs? I think what happens is that England is home of one of the the best club league in the world in terms of parity. Now, there might be some stronger teams in Spain. There might be one really strong team in Germany. 
Every now and then, there's some really strong teams in Italy, but there's really just one superpower in Italy. What England at a club level does is produce four to five top-tier teams every year, which provides a lot of parity in the league. And I think people associate that around the world with, oh, well, England should be great at a national stage. Would you disagree? I mean, that's I think that's where people are putting all this hype on England a lot of times, and then they always disappoint. But are they really disappointing, or are their players just, you know, kind of mediocre? I, I think their players, they have, they have wonderful players on their team. They just keep cycling through. I think their biggest uh, advantage is their depth. Yeah. But then we look go and look at their game against Belgium when both teams played complete depth and second-tier teams, and Belgium beat them. So uh, their depth is now in question mark. Uh, but Colombia, on the other hand, they're a team that puts all their stars on the forefront, and they've highly attacking, high speed, very technically sound, and they rely a lot on a counter or catching you your team sleeping. Yeah. The big, the big question mark in this game is obviously James Rodriguez, Colombia's star player, the number 10. Uh, he has he limped off at the beginning of Colombia's last match, so we don't know if he's going to play in this game. He didn't even make it through the first 45 minutes. Yeah. But another young star, he scored in the first game against Japan on a free kick and kind of a little unknown. He's a guy that plays uh, for, is it Boca Juniors? Yeah. And... It, Juan Quintero, he plays as a, a traditional number 10 player, and he's got a very, very peculiar background story. If you want to ever go research it, he had a, he's had a very intriguing journey through the soccer world, and now he's got a chance to make a name for himself, especially if James Rodriguez does not make the next start. Yeah, I mean, let's back up a little bit. You know, England and Belgium played recently uh, to decide the seeding, and I'm surprised they both went with kind of reserve lineups. You talked about depth lineups, uh, like England didn't even start Harry Kane. But now England comes up against a very, very tough Colombia side, whereas Belgium plays Japan because Belgium won the group. I think England probably should have pushed a little harder that last match. What do you think, Joe? Well, you look at that, if you win, you go play Japan. But after Japan, like we mentioned earlier, at least I mentioned, that left side of the bracket is just stacked with international talent. You got Brazil, and then you're looking at either Portugal, France, Uruguay, Argentina, all on that left side. Whereas if you can get past Colombia on the other side, you got a bunch of teams that you think you match up better against, either Sweden or Switzerland, uh, who I think is coming out of the groups, Croatia. Poland's another opportunity, but what if Russia makes a run? You're right. Then you get a semifinal matchup against Russia where you know your favorites. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride. You guys get out there, support the World Cup, because I mean we got Atlanta United coming up Saturday night in the bins, but we got two what's the word? Tasty matchups coming up Saturday morning. I think it's ten AM and two PM for the games. Uh, I I love talking about the World Cup, Joe. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is this is always a fun time, Joe. Um, how's that Tecate doing over there? It's finished. Yeah, I my, need another one. My beer's gone too. We're gonna have to wrap this up. See you guys tomorrow. Red hair, 7 p.m. Be there. Drink a beer.